to another episode of To Be Perfectly Honest. As always, I'm Corey. I'm Anel. And today we're talking about season eight predictions. You guys have been waiting. We only have a short week left and we have season eight. And with that comes everybody putting their two cents in of what is going to happen. And you know what? It wouldn't be perfectly honest if we didn't throw our two cents in the match too. So today, Anel, let's go over what we're thinking about, what we want to see, and um, what we're thinking about from seasons one through seven. So four cents. At least. <laughs> Maybe 98 cents by the time we're done. You know how we do it. So you mean, <clears throat> sorry, you mean season eight? Yes. Okay. Just checking. What did I say? Seven. One through seven. Yeah. Oh. Predictions we're... from one through seven on eight. Well, excuse me. I should have known better than should two. Less than a little bit better. Should have known better. Ever correct, Corey. Don't ever do it. Like seriously. Okay. So. Let's start this off. I This is the question I've been, I don't know about all of you guys. Like I said, there's only a week left. Some of us have been naughty, have other stuff to do. We haven't been watching our episode a week for the last 10 years. I've been watching everything nonstop. I watched like 13 episodes in one day. My brain, all I'm thinking about is Game of Thrones. The number one question I have right now, and I'm not done yet. I still got a week and I'll get it done. But my question right now is what happens to the babies that the Night King is taking? What is he using them for? And what is his ultimate goal by coming south? Well, I think that the Night King is using them for to to make the other um no, it's not whites. What are the just the walkers? Yeah. The whites are the like the ones that he raises. Yeah. And who are the other the ones? The others. That's what I call them from the books. I don't know what they're called here. Yeah. So the but guys on only, the horses. So there's 12 of them, though. And Craster has a baby all the time, right? Like, we see, like, three of them when we're actually there. So he's hundred, like he's harvesting, like, hundreds of babies. So all those babies aren't going to, like, these top-level dudes. And also we see them change, but then they're still babies. So I just, I don't understand. Well, do those guys last forever? Like when he... They can die. But I mean, like, honestly, how many have died? I mean, do we have good numbers? I mean, no. But also, we can estimate, like, we've seen on the show maybe, like, six total of those guys have died throughout the entire thing. Mm -hmm. And Craster has been giving babies, like, nonstop. So maybe they just need to fill six spots, and then they eat the rest until another one dies, and then they... <laughs> that just seems weird. And, and there's a lot of weirdness about it. Like the other thing too is this area, you know, we, we basically see this temple of ice where they, it kind of looks like um, some ritualistic sacrifice thing. It's like crystals everywhere. And he comes down and he touches the baby. The Night's King does. But like, where the hell is this? Like this baby should have died from frostbite. Like there's people in the Night's Watch that can't make it a day's right beyond the wall. Craster's Keep is like right beyond the wall. This seems like it's like literally at the North Pole. Um, I totally agree. You know what it reminded me of is like the original like Superman. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Fortress of Solitude. Sorry. Right. Right. Totally. Um, yeah. I, I mean, I don't really have a good answer, but that's just like what keeps on going in my head. Um, other thing going through, and I think we've talked about this on other podcasts, but still that first episode, that weird symbol. And then I think it's in season two. There's like a bunch of dead horses also in a weird symbol. Like, what is with the symbols? Can I add back to the baby thing, though? Yeah. <clears throat> Another thing that um, I kind of considered was 
you know how the theme throughout this is only um, death pays for life? <clears throat> what if it's vice versa? What if that's how those dead are raised? They take brand new life, a baby, and somehow convert it into raising the dead. I don't know if that's the overall theme, though, because we have people like um, Thoros of Mir. Like, he's raising people, like, literally just raising... He raises the one guy, like, seven times before he's, like, finally dead. So, and he's not, like, they're not sacrificing anybody. He's not using blood magic, per se. But he said he changes a little bit. So maybe there's something there that we just don't fully understand the magic mm -hmm. for. Well, even, like, Jon Snow, you know, like... He dies and comes back, but what's the sacrifice? There really isn't one. Yeah, that that we know of or that we understand. Yeah, totally. <clears throat> yeah, I think it's just it's so complicated. Because... Well, hold on. Let let me. I haven't I haven't binged fifty episodes like you, so refresh my memory. Did uh, Serene's life pay for anything, or did Melisandre think it didn't work? I don't think it worked. So what if? And I'm just playing the what if game. What if that was just stored up? Like it didn't work for what she thought it was going to, and what she thought the intention was going to work for. What if it worked for John? She just didn't realize that that's what it was paying for. Does that happen after or before? I haven't got to this part either, rewatching. So I'm not as familiar with the timeline. And they all kind of mush together. I want to say that happens after John's resurrected. More to come. Yeah. I mean, because she's not in the same place at the same time, obviously, right? I have noticed, though, that rewatching these, what I thought happened in a certain order is not, not the happen. way. Yeah. There's a lot of shit that, like, I, I was watching season three recently, and I was like, oh, my God, this all happened season three? Like, holy shit balls!" Like, I had those moments in season two, like, what the hell? I even got to the point where, like, we were watching The Red Wedding, and... I'm like, I know the Red Wedding is coming, but like the acting beforehand, like, like uh, Walter Frey, like the way he's acting, like at the wedding, like all like, oh, oh, yeah, she's attractive and cute. Oh. Like you literally have no fucking idea what's coming. Mm -hmm. It's crazy. Where before I'm like, oh, yeah, I knew it was coming. When I, no, there's no way. Mm -hmm. No. Yeah, totally. Um, it's like those videos. I wish someone. I wish you could take a pill and forget Game of Thrones, watch it, have your reactions, and then take another pill, remember everything. Because obviously, I'm obsessed with it. But like, <laughs> I would just love, 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 love to see my reaction for that. Um. Okay. So I've had a question now. How about you? Um. Well, my question is, what do you think the reaction to Danny is going to be once she actually arrives in Winterfell? We have a lot of strong characters up there. We have mm -hmm. Sansa, who is totally changed from season one. She's like a badass now. And um, we have Arya, who even through season seven, we know that she's such a cutthroat assassin that we thought maybe she was even going to go after Sansa. Mm -hmm. And um, we know that Sansa had some serious uh apprehension apprehension mm -hmm. <laughs> towards john going down south to go talk to her in the first place yeah. and how do you think she's going to react now that she knows that like he bent the knee and here she comes he's bringing her back up um i don't know um i do think probably out of all the people that you were talking about i do think the only person that's really going to have a little hesitance about this is going to be sansa 
Um, I think there's going to be more of an issue coming from everyone else in the North because the dragons are not a good relationship in the North. The North had Kings before, and then they bent the knee to the Targaryens when they came. That was like 300 years prior. And ever since then, they just had wars. And I think they fought so hard. They've seen a lot of Kings come and go. They've had a lot of people that they've supported. And now this is happening. And it's just very, they don't trust this lady. They don't know what's going on. Um, so I, I don't know. I you know, Danny has this really cool arc where she basically is freeing all these slaves in like seasons two through four. And that's why she gets all this respect from all these people, but she's coming over to Westeros and not doing any of that. You know? So it's like how do you get the respect of these people without giving them something? Yeah, well, pretty much the moment she set foot here, she's realized that there's a, a bigger problem. Mm-hmm. That's kind of been the uh story arc since she got to Westeros. Yeah, she's a little bit mad queenie right now. But I think I see what you're saying there with the Northerners. However, the Northerners are probably the only ones, not the only ones, but they probably realize the threat of uh, walkers. what's on the other side of the wall yeah. more so than anyone else. I and, think I think everybody is going to be fine with it once they get into battle with it. But I do feel like it's going to be shaky at best. But you know what? I think this is from the previews we saw I'm getting the feeling that this is happening right away. I mean, last time we saw everybody, they're on a ship together, right? Making love, Tyrion's in the background being creepy. Like, they're sailing pretty close. I mean, they'll they'll have probably a little bit of a journey to get to Winterfell, but I do think that's probably going to be very early on. I just can't wait to see Arya's reaction to the dragons. Oh, yeah, totally. I, I really re-watching man Arya's list Let, let's go into this question because I, I have this a little bit later but uh what do you think Arya's gonna do without her list so a do you think she's gonna finish all of it oh I thought you were gonna tell me the b no, c and d no only a first oh there's there's no way she's gonna finish all yeah, of it. I don't think so either also I think she's gonna forgive some people like do you think she's gonna kill the hound Here's the thing. I think her arc is going to come full circle. Like she's going to go through all this. She's going to be a badass like she is now. And it's going to come full circle to where she does have to forgive some people. Mm-hmm. But I don't think the Hound Arya reunion is going to come without some bumps, you know? Yeah. No, I'm, yeah. Anything with Arya is going to be bumpy for sure. Um, I think she's going to let the hound go. I mean, she's not going to be like, oh, whatever. But I think she, at this point, like, no one is purely good or evil. Like, that's what George R. R. Martin said a lot about the series. Like, I didn't want to make something that was like Lord of the Rings. There's a clear evil. There's a clear bad. I wanted to be a little bit more nuanced because that's how reality is, right? And I think Arya is starting to see this as well. Like, a lot of people are doing the things they're doing to survive. And people aren't necessarily evil not necessarily good but there are definitely people that <clears throat> deserve that be brought to justice and i don't know if the hound really fits into that category right now um because you know ultimately it was joffrey so i see Arya probably being similar to ollie where here's a character that you're like rooting for and them not realizing what is going on end up killing someone that you're like also rooting for Depends on who you're rooting for, Miss Jamie Lover over there. 
Okay. We won't get into Jamie, but Jamie's <laughs> surviving this whole thing. That's uh, my hot take. Okay. So then my part B to this question is basically who is first on her list and who's last on her list then? Because we know she's not finishing this. So there's got to be number one priority and finale. I mean, we always have this penultimate thing going on, right? But we only have six episodes? Um, Not enough episodes. Yeah. Let's see. I would think that if Theon makes it north, he's going to die by Arya's hand. But I don't even know if he, he's not on her list, is he? Because she doesn't know what he did to... Um, I mean, at the end of the day, too, the only person that he really killed was uh, the maester at Winterfell. So, But he betrayed the family. Totally. But who hasn't? <laughs> I mean, mm, true. Let, let's be honest. Um, you know, my my finale for her, it's seriously. There's no way it's not. I I would agree with you only if Jamie doesn't kill Cersei first because I really feel like some poetic justice at the end of this for Jamie would be to kill Cersei. I think he's going to choose his sides firmly, but I don't know if he's going to be able to kill her. You know. Also, so speaking of Jamie, what man, there's just so much that we're rewatching, you're like oh my God, I need to take note of this. And you don't, t- it's like dreaming. You wake up, you're like, oh my God, what a great dream. Let me, re-. and you're like, no, I'll remember this. This is too big to forget. And then you're like, oh fuck. Yeah, it's yeah there's just too much. much. What reminded me of this, and I'll come back to my other point, but um, Arya and Gendry, oh my God, when they leave and he's with, he's like, I'm gonna, you know, stay with the Brotherhood without banners. And she's like, oh, okay, I'm going on. And then he ends up getting taken by the Red Priestess, like, He's like, basically, like, if I was going to marry somebody, it'd be you. And it's like, oh, little Arya, before she turns all, like, you know, death face, love. Do you think anything's going to happen with that? Um, no, I don't think so. I kind of don't think so either. I think she's, I mean, if it was going to happen, it would be with Gendry, but it's not going to happen. Um, speaking of relationships, though, this is what got me on this, like, train of thought. What about uh, Brienne of Tarth and Jamie? You know I ship them. I ship them so hard. I do. I do too, man. But it should be interesting too to see Tormund and Jamie meet. You know, because I'm sure there's going to be some there. There, it's it's too perfect not to have some sort of weird Brienne innuendos shared in front oh of God. like. You know, where they're going to both take note, like, oh, okay, this is what's going on. Yeah, baby. Yeah. Um, I don't know. I I just feel like that was a very important relationship, too. And I feel like maybe this is the arc that, like, I feel like with Jamie, he doesn't really respect women at all until he meets Brienne. And the only women, woman he's ever really respected is his sister. And it's basically because it's just like this narcissistic thing. Like they look at each other. They're twins. They're reminded of each other. They're both Lannisters. Like, and everybody else is just disgusting because they're lowborn or whatever. And he meets Brienne and he's like, oh, you're ugly, but shit, you beat my ass. Like, and the amount of stuff that she sacrificed for him. And it's kind of like how he fetishizes the Starks. Like, you know, he opens up. I I don't know if you remember this or if you watch this at all in your rewatch. But, I remember um, all Jamie everything scenes. nonstop. There's a part where they're going through and there's a book that everybody um, of the 
um, the Kingsguard, everything they've done, they they write down what they've done basically. And they, I think it's um, Joffrey's going through the book with um, his father. He doesn't know his father, Jamie. Um, and he's like, you haven't done anything. Look, your pain is blank. All it basically says is you stab the king in the back. Hmm, you're a piece of shit. And now you don't have a hand. And he's like, fuck. And then right after that, that's when he like looks at trying to get Sansa released. And I think it's just this, this idea of honor is something so foreign to the Lannisters that it's so attractive to Jamie, And that's so key to his redemption arc. And I think that the other person, I mean, you have the Starks and that's all cool and well, but then he sees this with Brienne and gets a witness at first hand. And that's the reason he's alive. So, I mean, I'm, I ship it hard. Me too. I couldn't agree more. Okay. Another question from you. So maybe not so much a question, but just something notable. This season is going to blow away the patriarchy. I mean, you have like so many women, strong women, women that have been shaped through all the seasons coming together. So let's hope they do it right and not make the women look, you know, like a bunch of hens in a hen house. Mm. No, I I love it. I think it's very progressive of the series and especially considering like where we started out with a lot of stuff. (laughs) Mm-hmm. I mean, women had a bad rep, but you got to start at the bottom to get here. Started at the bottom, now we're here. Yeah, but if we didn't have that journey, it would be meaningless, you know? We just have these strong female characters, and it's like, we have to see what they went through in their journey, and I'm all about it. Um, But I do think we are going to see quite a few of them fuck it up. Do you think that there will be a woman? A women? Women's. Do you think there will be a women's? Do you think there will be a woman on the throne? Um, if there's a throne. Ooh. We'll see. Let's talk about that. I don't know. I mean, that's whole that's Daenerys' whole thing is like you gotta break the wheel and you know, that fucking throne stands for a lot of bullshit. And her whole thing is like freeing people and like and a lot of people are basic like Ferris. I wanna do what's best for the realm. Like Danny, I wanna be a leader who is the best thing for the realm. I wanna be an fair and just leader that's how Jon Snow is like a lot of these people excluding Cersei all they really want is like I want I want to feel like they want to set up democracy you know in some form or another or mm-hmm. republic um but who the fuck knows at the end of the day would it be any different to have the seven armies and seven kings yeah would it be better would it be worse who's to say I don't know you know what I mean Mm-hmm. Um, but who the fuck knows? I mean, then they they could all just be dead. <laughs> you know, the closer we get, the more I'm like not counting that out. I kind of feel like it would be the ultimate fuck you. I feel like right. I I almost feel like that is a good possibility. Like something will happen. The magic will reach this penultimate moment where the whole world just explodes and then they have like a title that says the end they're like you should have more people should have subscribed and not pirated (laughs) (laughs) seriously this is what you get yeah um i i can't even think about really like honestly we could be talking about this to our blue in the face like the ending ending i just i there's too much going through my mind of too too many people that could live could die you know, when we first started this, I wanted to go through and do like a who's going to live, who's going to die piece. But 
ultimately I think it's just too depressing and it freaks me out and I mm-hmm. don't want to do it. Um, and I think everybody can kind of form their own opinion on that. I, we know a lot of people are going to die. Put it that way. It just depends on who you're who you're shipping. I'm saving up my bereavement for April and May. Yeah, definitely. Um, okay, so let's let's talk a little bit about this though. So we have a, a scene. I think it's in season four, since this is kind of where I'm I'm in the middle of right now. So speaking about how you know this could all end just horribly. Um, right now, we really have a couple different key players really right we have the knight's king so he's like the others and they're bringing up back the dead so they're bringing back you know people who died and came back we have the lord of light who's demanding sacrifices we have um you know we have uh theon's family's stuff where they worship the drowned god we have all these different gods and they've all proven themselves to certain extents but the main one that we're really seeing here because you can't really say anything about the night walkers being a religion but is the Lord of Light. And we have Melisandre says something in season four where she basically says that there's only two gods. There's the Lord of Light and the Lord of Darkness. And, you know, the Lord of Light, well, you would think, oh, light, good, yeah. Seems pretty fucking evil, wouldn't you say? I mean, he's demanding sacrifices of... Or she. Or she. He, she. Are you thinking at all maybe uh, this, maybe the, the Lord of Darkness might be the good one? I don't feel like... I know like, that's kind of weird, but... I I don't know if I even believe that these gods that they worship are really not the same. Yeah, I don't know. Just like, just the same with a different name. Oh, girl, Poe didn't even know it. Yeah, I don't know. I just, that stuck out in my head because um, I think that's the only time we hear really that the Lord of Light there's two gods. You just think there's one god the entire time, right? Kind of like Christianity, like. Yeah. But, and they do have a devil, right? Yeah, and but it's the Lord of Darkness. Which episode was that? Or it's not like in the season three or four. I'm I'm just trying to remember the context. Um, I think um Davos is talking to her about something. I it's a it's a very like minor it's a, like a throwaway line almost. Mm-hmm. Like I didn't even pay attention to it the first time. But going through this and I know talking about it, we've talked about the subject a couple times. Like that really stuck out to me. So I I want to know more about like, okay, well, if this is the Lord of Light that we're seeing, like where's this Lord of Darkness? And why is he so not present? And what is he wanting? Because right now the Lord of Light wants some fucked up shit. <laughs> like I said, lighting Serene on fire. Yeah, that's true. But then, you know, you have like the old gods who. Fuck if they, I know anything. Yeah, I know. They're like, we don't know what they want. They like trees. <laughs> yeah, but they're, they're more involved in this whole epidemic with the White Walkers and that treaty that they came to and but that's not really the old gods that's <clears throat> the children of the forest yeah who worship the old gods yeah but so do the starks you know they didn't have anything to do with that that we know of there's this there's a lot of conjecture involved with it i just think it's kind of funny that we're like yeah the lord of light and everything we're seeing points to fuck this shit Varys even points out like anything to do with magic not good clearly evil like so I think that's kind of interesting. On a little lighter note, uh, what do you think Gendry's role is going to be? Um, 
you know, I feel like my predictions change like weekly with just like something I'll see or something I'll hear. And really, I don't know what the hell. But <clears throat> I've been kind of feeling like, why did they even bring him back? I felt like they made him to be this major player. Then he rose his boat and you forget about him till the very end. And like, what's the point of bringing him back? And then, you know, he does have King's blood. And that's when Mel Melisandre, you know, kidnapped him. And mm -hmm. and I'm wondering if, wouldn't it be crazy if he plays this huge role at the end and he is actually the king somehow? I think he, so I personally think he does have a big role. But I don't think it's going to be to sit on the Iron Throne. Um, and I don't know if he's going to either A, be sacrificed by her. Because at this point, he's the only living Baratheon that we have, right? Because Stannis is dead. But at the same point, like, who is she really wanting to... She wants Jon to do it, right? So now at this point, it could be anybody with Stark blood she could sacrifice. So that's kind of big up in the air. But I think, personally, I think Gendry, Gendry, <laughs> Gendry, <laughs> he's non-binary. Um, I think that Gendry is going to have a big part to play with his smithing. And that this has been totally a subtle thing, but I think he's going to be working this dragon glass. And, you know, this is a hot take, and it might be fucking crazy, but I think these motherfucking dragons need some motherfucking armor. Because... Every time these fucking dragons fly around, they get shot in the fucking chest or in the wing and they fall down and die. And you know what? This is not just a new thing. This happened all the time back in the day. If you watch any of these like Alt-Shift-X videos on dragons that throughout the histories of all of Game of Thrones, like 20 of them died from getting fucking, um, a fucking a big, huge freaking arrow in the chest. Not smart. It's not. So I think this is going to be a big thing. Um, that's my guess on it. Um, if not that, then it's going to be something with a Valerian steel. Maybe he remembers how to do this. You know, for everybody. That would be that would be interesting. And I'm not counting that out. But I don't know. This little part of me that doesn't believe that the world's going to explode right before the, the end yeah. title thinks that there may be a spot for... Gendry on the Iron Throne. Yeah, I don't know. I, I right before the world see. explodes. Um. <laughs> okay, so this kind of feeds into this too. This is also kind of a, a dark and gloomy thing, but like obviously we got a lot of these houses. I mean, they're going extinct, right? What do you think? There are going to be houses that are extinct because this has happened before. We have a lot of um, examples of this in the Tyrell. Book. Mm hmm. Um, do you think Baratheon? Obviously not, because you think Eddie's <clears throat> going to be there in the end. But um, yeah, I mean, Lannister too. We don't have very many people left in the Lannister family, and we don't got a lot of heirs. Very true. But we still have Tyrion, we still have Cersei, and we still have Jaime, which are all pretty major players. Totally. Like, you can't count any of them out. Totally. Um, and honestly, I don't even want Cersei to die. Like, I just love to hate her. Yeah. Well, I mean, honestly, I don't want any of them to die. I wish they were like, just kidding, 10 more seasons. But it was seriously, though, you don't want anyone to die. There's not anyone that you. Oh, I mean, I want people to die. But also, like, I just don't want it to be six seasons worth. Like, I feel like there should just be more, you know? Mm -hmm. I need I need it. I need more. I'm like a junkie. 
Um, yeah, no, I, I'm ready for Cersei to die. For sure. She fucked her entire family over, and it's really hard to not blame her, you know? Do you feel like she's all evil then? No, no, and I don't think anybody so really is. So I know this. you said that, but it's pretty much sounds like you're like, yeah, she's she die. a she large portion of fucked. Like, I mean, look at it. If she, I mean, the, there's a lot of stuff that if you're like, oh, well, if you change this, this could have happened. But it's like her and um, Jamie pushing, uh, what's his face, Bron, Bran, out of the window. So that starts all of that. That starts basically the war. So that, that kills was, all the Starks. That um, was Jamie, though. Jamie pushed Bran out the window. She was like, take care of it. I'm I'm pretty sure she just screamed, and he was like, I'll take care of it. Well, he said, you said, oh, he's not going to do anything. And she's like, he's going to tell everyone, blah, 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 blah. Like, so she freaked out. Well, it doesn't make uh, her the worst. I think she's pretty bad. She got caught up. That All of that, I'm saying fucking started a lot of this shit right which really it was john aaron and um dying and that was really lysa and Littlefinger. we now know but we can't take out the lannister factor right and then everything that happens in the middle of everything when we have all the high septon shit killing the um, tyrells all the crap going on with uh her sons like not taking charge of it all the stuff that happens with uh her younger brother like that's all blamed on her. You got to admit. I mean, she did blow up an entire sept. Yeah, you know, just like literally, you know, an I entire mean, block. Yeah. <laughs> the whole sept is gone because of Cersei and everyone in it. She basically, like you were saying, um, extinct House Tyrell. Well, and she, well, Jamie finished it You know, rewatching stuff too. If things would have went just slightly different and she had her way, like she. Tried to kill Tyrion. And she also tried to get Tyrion not to do anything in the Battle of Blackwater. Like, if that would have happened, like, what would have happened? Like, they would have all been dead. Yeah. And I don't know. There's just a lot of stuff that's like, man, seriously, get your shit together. I just see her more as, like, the dark version of, like, I Love Lucy. Like, she got herself into, like, these situations and then... Instead Seriously of trying to eat all the chocolate, <laughs> instead of <laughs> instead of trying to solve these things and ending up in this like funny, awkward situation with her neighbor, she ended up, you know, killing a bunch of people and uh, trying to cover it up. She just doesn't learn her lessons, and I think that's you know that's the difference I get from Jamie and her. Like they both start out equally fucked. And Jamie, through a series of events, like realizes what is important, realizes why people have ethics and why people have honor and decides to follow that path so far with what we've seen. And seriously, like it literally does the opposite of that. And there's so many parts where, you know, you have little semblances of like her and Tyrion where they're like bonding over the fact that their dad is a huge piece of shit and is like, oh, I'm going to make you guys do this for the family, blah, blah, blah. And she like has this moment where it's like, oh, you're finally connecting to your brother. Like you're realizing he's a person. You're doing this. And then it's like the next step, you know, we have her treat him like a piece of shit and trying to get him assassinated. Like it's it's just fucked. Well, she has a problem socializing with anyone outside the family and even and the family, family members. But 
When do you ever have her like actually have a relationship with someone outside the family? Just Robert. And we saw in season one, like how that went. Mm -hmm. I mean, she actually had a chance to like be in love and he. But don't you think this is all her choice? I mean. I'm not saying it's not all of her choice, but through circumstances, it, it did not like Jamie had the opportunity to get out and see nights and be around people who, um, you know, were honorable mm-hmm. and kind of grow that part of himself and she had Tywin and then people in her family and uh I don't know I think if things would have been a little different she would have been different as well anyway mm. carry on well speaking of going back in time what do you think about uh Brian's role do you think he is gonna be just like this awesome third-eyed raven god and be like going back in time blah, blah, blah. do you think he is the night's king do you think he is gonna just be like I'm a little cripple boy and I don't know what I'm doing. I'll tell you what. I want to be excited about Bran. I feel like, you know, on paper, he seems like, oh my God, like he should be, it should be like dragons and then Bran. Instead, I'm like, oh, that guy? Yawn. Yeah. Like, mm. hopefully they tell us more about him, but there's six episodes left and he was gone an entire season. Mm-hmm. And, He's just so boring compared to what he should be. Yeah. You know, going through, there's definitely, and I think it's in, um, it's in five and six. I think it might be six or it might be five, but those are the seasons that I feel like drag for a lot of people and that are just have a little weirdness with them. Um, and I think like the, the three things, three or four things that I think annoy people a lot. And you can tell me if I am getting this right or not, but it's, a brand just like literally just traveling north for like ever and then just is there doing nothing then he's just not even in a season so that's annoying we have danny with her fucking dragons where it's like she's making progress making progress making progress and then she's just like meh and they're locked up right now okay like what the fuck you had all this momentum like what are you doing with that you have um a couple other things too but it's like People get really pissed off about the pacing, I think, of that season. And watching through from the beginning, watching them all in succession, like, it has such a good pace. And I think it's just, you know, a bad season is what it comes down to. Yeah. <clears throat> well, And let's... that's what is in your brain, you know, because that's what we were holding on to. So in reality, you take out that bad seasons, like, is Brand Story really that bad? I <clears throat> Or, or it... annoying, I guess. It's... In retrospect, now that you got me thinking of it, I'm sure I was annoyed at the time. I It's been long enough that I, I don't feel like annoyance, but I feel like there is no bond to him yeah, like there is to other characters. Though. Yeah, he's pretty robotic. And um, that's my complaint, is that I don't care. Like, if, if I found out Bran died... I just, the only thing that would be disappointing is if I didn't understand how all of what we learned about him up to this point mm-hmm. related to the final story. Yeah. I mean, I can't help but think that either a, he's going to have like just badass super God mode power where he goes back in time, whatever, and changes something. Um, or if he's like using his awesome work ability to like control 
a dragon and do some badass shit like that. That would be cool. I'm down for that. But also, like, if he if he doesn't end up doing something like that, maybe he's just our our plot device to get exposition in. So instead of like someone being like, yeah. Uh, I was reading the book, blah, 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 and this is what happened. It's like we go back and we can see that. That might be cool to you. But that at the end of the be, time, it's just a plot device. Like That would be disappointing. I mean, depending on what it is, I could be super down for it. Finding out what the Doom of Valyria is through Bran. Yeah, s- throw me a spinoff for that. Oh, the, yeah. the history of Westeros according to Bran, uh, and then he can narrate God, that. That is a podcast for another time. What the hell is going to be the spinoff and what do we want to see? Um, Join us next week. Yeah, seriously. <laughs> no, next week we're actually doing Game of Thrones. I'm so excited. Um, okay. Wait, is it next week? Yeah, 14th. Holy. Week from tomorrow. For you guys, it's less than that, but for us, it's a week. I'm not ready. Dun, 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 dun. Okay, so um, let's talk about Theon and do you think he's going to have a redemption? And if he does have a redemption, do you think any of the Starks are going to let him live? Well, <clears throat> my prediction earlier was that if he dies by, if he makes it to the North, I feel like Arya would be the person who killed him. Because if you remember, like he helped Sansa escape. Mm-hmm. So Sansa's probably already like, okay, forgive it. Does that make up for it though? I'm not saying it makes up for it, but you know, without him, would Sansa be Sansa? Yeah, yeah, where would here. she be? I don't know. I mean, fuck, half the stuff with Sansa, I'm like, she's. Well, we know how I really feel about Sansa, but yeah. we won't get into it here. Um, um, that that is another thing, actually. So speaking of like the multiple things that people find annoying on rewatch, Sansa isn't as annoying as I felt like she was the first time. I just feel like she has a season where she's just fucking helpless and it's early and it's just annoying. Cause you're like, Jesus Christ, like do something like try to escape. People actively are like, like the hound is actively like, Hey bitch, I'm leaving. Want to come with? And she's like, no, mm-hmm. she's the one little she... finger comes to where the first time is like, Hey, want to get out of here? And she's like, no, I'm going to marry. Oh, Tyrell. Oh, I love the night of flowers. Oh, it's like, are, bitch, are you crazy? Your dad's head was on a spike here. Yeah, they say like in times where there's something you need to react to, it's like fight or flight, you know. But there's also a third one. It's freeze. Mm-hmm. And that is annoying. And I feel like that's what Sansa was doing. She was in freeze mode. Well, like, I feel like that's why she relates to Theon <clears throat> is because she's basically, she was trained to be like a reek, but a girl version, you know. Sit here and repeat how much you love Joffrey. Tell me how much you love Joffrey when we're going to do this. Oh, tell me how much you love everybody and how your dad's a traitor. Oh, go. I'm going to have you. I'm going to feed your dad to you. Tell me how much you love me. Like you do that enough times and you break someone down. Like the only difference is is that you're threatening everybody with all these armies and knights and all this pressure and you're in public where as Reek, it was all done in private with torture. So, yeah, I can see where you're going with that. The difference is Reek, or Theon, thought he was someone better than he was, and he got put in his place in reverse. Mm-hmm. Um, Sansa has lost her innocence, and she is now way bigger and badder and kind of a badass um, strategically. I still don't think she's that big of a badass. I think she's just like mildly opened her eyes. Well, 
and I wouldn't even badass is probably the wrong term, but she's like a master manipulator. She's learned from all of these people through the course of the last seven seasons, and I think we're going to see her turn into like some. The problem is, though, I don't think she manipulated a single fucking thing for herself. Oh, it's coming. I mean, I'm sure it's coming. I'm just saying, like, the problem I have is, like, literally, she has not done a single thing on her own. Everything is someone else's idea. Someone else is always helping her. And she just, like you said, she freezes on everything. So that's what I find annoying. But as far as, like, her arc, like, you do see some progress. And I don't find her as fucking annoying as I did when I was waiting between seasons. So are they going to finish her arc by taking her out of freeze mode and putting her in, like, fight? Yeah, I think so. Yeah, makes sense. And, you know, maybe maybe we drive a wedge between her and um, Arya. Who knows? Um, any other questions from you or comments? Any observation? No, let's just keep going. You're on okay. a roll. So Okay, so I got... This is probably one of my later ones. We'll see. But um, let's see how this one goes because this might be a little bit big to unpack. Do you think that we're going to have time to go anywhere else besides Westeros for this last season? Because we have Quaithe who says, basically, to go east, you must go west. We haven't seen Valeria. We haven't seen a shy. Like, we have all the stuff happening in Essos as far as, like, all of her, you know, the cities of Ankai and a couple other. Um, Slaver's Bay basically is all freed. Are we going to go back and see any of that? Is that going to have consequences over here at all? Or is that just over there and we're focused over here? Um. <clears throat> so have you seen those movies where at the end they follow up with like a picture of one of the characters and they're like <laughs> <laughs> where they are now uh, exactly oh god you'll see uh danny's uh last boo over there in marine like still holding down the fort yeah. the 90s music <laughs> um yeah i i just have a feeling that like we're going to need something else over there if it's a magical artifact, if we're going to have to go and do some research on something, we got to do something with those fucking dragons. Yes. Well, um, Theon's uncle, help me with his name. Uh, Euron? Euron, yeah. Um, I want to say Yara. <laughs> Yara Greyjoy. Yeah. Well, you I mean, his sister is yeah. pretty. Yeah. But she's and also fucking captured by him. Yeah. Well, so we're going to have to, I mean, they'd be crazy not to tie that up. And, didn't he say he was just gonna sail off and ride this out on an island? So if they bring in, about it. so if they bring in um, anything from out of town, they have that that's kind of a loose end. They also have the fact that um, was it Melisandra who said that she needed to come back to die? Yeah. So we have that. She's going over to Essos, right? Yeah, but I don't know where <laughs> she's going in Essos, like because. She could go all over. I I think she trained in a shy. So we also have Bravos, which um, the Iron Bank that is a big looming. That like once again watching season I think four is where it is in. Like that is a huge looming fucking thing. Is Bravos and what the fuck they're gonna do? And the also the um, faceless man. So mm -hmm. there's a there's four right there. I'm I'm sure there's more that I just aren't. I'm not thinking of off the top of my head, but. Yeah. They're going to need to at least cover a few things that are not taking place on Westeros. Mm -hmm. So let's let's break this down. This is I mean, I'll tell you what I'm thinking and then you can tell me what you think. I'm going to start generally. I'm going to do a general storyboard, right? Okay. We got six episodes. Do I have a choice? 
I think. I mean, you can leave it out <laughs> if you want, but I have a feeling that the first two we're going to be gearing up for battle. And every, you were uniting everybody, gearing up for battle. We're going to flash over and see what Cersei's doing, how she's going to try to betray people. We're going to see kind of what they're doing to fight against the White Walkers. And we're going to have a big battle that happens. I think everybody's going to get fucking squished. We're going to have like the first rounds of a lot of deaths. And then I think they're going to be like, oh, fuck, and run away, have a retreat. Then I think in the middle part of it, they're going to have to do something, unite with people, defeat Cersei, whatever, reunite all the lands, blah, 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 finish that White Walker bullshit. And I think at the very end, it's going to be the last struggle for who's going to rule the kingdom. What do you think? Well, I have some hard, cold, hard facts for you. So um, the director of um, Reigns of Castamere, which is the Red Wedding episode, um, David Nutter, he's going to be directing episodes one and two and four. And then Miguel Sapochnik, who's famous for uh, Hardhome and Battle of the Bastards, is going to be directing three and five. Mm-hmm. So three and five, we know are going to have some battle scenes. So maybe we're going to get set up with I a just little... feel like, honestly, and David Nutter, like, those were some intense scenes. Oh, I'm not and saying that they're I just not... think that, honestly, every one of these episodes is probably having an intense... I mean, that's why they did this, right? They they did six episodes because they needed to have the budget of ten episodes, split it between six instead of ten. They can put a lot more into battles, CGI, dragons, wolves, whatever the fuck. Well, the first three episodes are only going to be 60 minutes or less. Mm-hmm. Episode one's 54 minutes. And then um, the fourth episode is 78 minutes, the last two are 80. So I feel like, I don't know, um, if you're going to do a battle, I mean, if episode three is really a battle, that's the 60-minute episode. The first two are 54 and mm-hmm. uh, 58. So I feel like the close to an like hour. they're kind of setting everything up in that, you know? <clears throat> yeah. Totally. Yeah, I, I don't know. The only other thing I can see is like maybe... They flip that and they have, you know, same thing. The the very first couple episodes, they're getting ready for this battle. They get their asses kicked. Then they have to figure out what's going on in the realm, unite everyone in the realm. And then the very last thing is how did they defeat the Night's King? You know? Yeah, I can see that for sure. But it, who knows? You had to be in Game of Thrones DL to know all what's going on. And of course, we're going to predict stuff, but everything is probably going to change. And if it's completely different than what we predict, I'd love it because I love being the rub pulled out underneath my feet. Like I said, watching Reigns of Castamere, God, so good. I remember, I remember a long time ago being innocent and naive, being like, yeah, killing dead was probably the worst thing they could do, right? Oh, was I wrong? And poor Arya, how many times does she have to see family members killed? think that's going to continue here in this season oh yeah i mean there's let's put it this way there's no way every one of the starks is getting out alive there's no way every one of the lannisters is getting out alive like there's no way everybody in danny's crew is getting out alive you know there are sacrifices that need to be made to the game of thrones gods so i have a little prediction and it's based on nothing else besides just a hunch but how many of the direwolves are alive? Two. Two. And I have a feeling that in order for you to survive, 
that you need to have your direwolf alive as well. And I know John, too. John, aka whatever the hell his name is now. What is it? Aegon. Yes, thank you. I was about to say something not Aegon, but I know he's, you know, Stark-ish. He's half. But my point is this. You think Sansa's dead? If Sansa who? I'm just kidding. <laughs> um, yeah, I think that as long as Ghost and Nymeria stay alive, that their people will stay alive as well. Hot take. You heard it here first. Hmm. I mean, I definitely can see where that's coming from. I just feel like, I don't know. I like really I don't said, know if Sansa's going to die. It's just a hunch. I feel like everybody wants her to die, so she won't. Really? I feel like I'm the only one who doesn't like Sansa. No, I. That's it is no. Khaleesi, like, people don't like Sansa. <laughs> There's no way that you're alone. I mean, I've gone through Reddit threads where people were like, fuck her. So fucking annoying. Like, people love the Hound as much as they hate Sansa. Like, you know what I mean? Yeah, but, I mean, they got six episodes. Show me something, so I like her. Yeah, I mean, I'm down to love her. I just need to see it. Um, And she's going to have to flip it on real quick, so we'll have to see. But I have a feeling I'm going to hate her. I think she's going to do something I'm going to hate. I think she's going to be a real Catelyn. <laughs> yeah. Like, oh, you know what? I really liked you, Nanny, but then I found out that you're and I you're John's aunt and that's disgusting and I don't want anything to do with and I could never be a part of that. Well, I mean, she already did some questionable stuff to John, you know, mm-hmm. by not telling him. Do you think she, it's possible that she'd turn on him? Like Possibly. after he bent the knee? Possibly. I think she's pissed about that. And but. especially with all this stuff about, you know, the pack survives. Once she finds out that his history is he's a Targaryen, you know, do you think he's she's going to consider him part of the pack? Or do you think she's going to pack up with Arya and Bran and be like, you know what? John's not her brother. She never liked John in the, from the beginning, remember? Mm-hmm. She was always kind of like Catelyn. Like, oh, you're just the... Yeah, pretend You're just another yeah. Theon. Oh, God. Seriously. I don't know, but... At the end of the day, I could care less. And Theon's actually his arc might be over. I mean, John basically gave him a pardon and was like, "Go save your sister," or whatever he said. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, you're a you're a a Greyjoy and a Stark. I just don't know if he has. I feel like his purpose is to kill his uncle, and then is there really any purpose to having him after that? I mean, comic relief. His I... face. <laughs> I don't know, man. I don't know. Um, okay, so this is going to be the last one. Pregnancies. So we got who's two, pregnant, who's not. Two pregnancies possibilities right now that we know of. I mean, there could be a Brienne of Tarth pregnancy that I just don't know about, but I'm pretty oh sure not true. Um, so we got Danny and we got Cersei, both pregnant, both kind of mad queens right now. Which Mad Queen's gonna actually give birth? Both of them? Neither of them? One of them? What do you think? Um, you know, I don't see enough episodes to to really explore this. I mean, what would be the purpose of Cersei having a baby at this point? Just to give her something to 
love. I, I mean, I have no idea what the point of all of it is. I mean, there has to be a reason for there to be a baby. Is she well, going to have I mean, a baby and Jamie give it to the Night's back. King? Oh, there are two babies to give to the Night's King if they're both pregnant. Ooh, yeah, I don't know. I don't I don't think that's going to happen. I think so. I think that Danny is going to be pregnant. I don't know how it's going to happen. I think she's going to die from that pregnancy. Because we see a lot of flashbacks about that stuff when she's in the house of the undying. She basically kind of hears like, oh, like you're going to die in childbirth. And then boom, back. That's kind of what I got from all that. I know it was kind of weird. That'd be an interesting way for Danny to go out. And then John's like, oh, here's my here's my kid I get to raise. He'd be like, hey, hey, Sam. You're pretty good at raising kids that aren't your own. Yeah, Here you go. Here's Here you another. Go. I'm over it. <laughs> and Cersei's like, hey, I don't need this baby anymore. Danny's dead. <laughs> I Here like you drinking go. wine. <laughs> and Sam starts his own like orphanage. Yeah, I don't know. I feel like um, I do think for Cersei, you know, I'm going to say both of them are pregnant. And the reason why I'm going to say number two, Cersei, why she is, I think this is fully... What sets her? I mean, we've seen Mad Queen a little bit, you know, like we we're just talking about the Sept of Baylor and all of this crazy wildfire, burn them all, fucking bullshit. But that was like a hot little second, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, and she really did it. These people were her enemies, you know. Technically, mm-hmm. she just didn't know that there was like going to be the casualty of Tommen and some other things going on. Um, but do you, don't you think if she had a a kid, like? That might set her into extreme, crazy, paranoid, seriously, kill them all, fucking I think burn it everyone would, down. I think it would rein her back in because those kids were like the only thing that would take Cersei's focus away from like being just selfish. They were the only thing that grounded her. You know, Marcella, she was like telling Tyrion when Marcella left, I hope that, you know, you love something so much one day and then, you know, I'll take it away from you or whatever she said. Um, because I really feel like she felt genuine love and affection, almost to like an obsess- obsession mm-hmm. with those kids. But it did take her focus off of just being evil. But she loved so hard. It I think that's where it got her into trouble is she would try to protect it. And and it, that's oh. where I think she's going to go mad queen. I think this is this child. She's going to love it so much. And this is going to give this wall up. And I think it's going to be a wall that's going to separate her from Jamie and separate her from Tyrion. I think the overall theme that we're kind of getting from a lot of these people is like you need your family and you need to have people that you can trust and be around. And the best thing going for the Starks right now is that they're all together. They can all trust each other for the most part. I mean, we're a little bit questioning on Sansa, but she hasn't done anything too crazy. You look at the Lannisters, they're fucking no one's together. Danny ain't got shit for family. I don't know. Like my my bet is Cersei has a kid, freaks her the fuck out that it's like literally the only thing that's riding on this Lannister dynasty. She's gonna freak out and try to protect it. I think she's gonna lock out Jamie because he betrayed her in her eyes. And I think Tyrion won't have a chance to talk to her because she's like still fucking blames him for Joffrey. Do you think that Cersei and these babies are already going to be born like episode one? No, definitely not. She's going to be pregnant for like three. 
at least. Because it's it's got to be the baby from when she was raped. When or no, I guess it. When was the last time they had sex? That's, Jamie and her. That's what I was going to ask. Is whose baby do you think this is? It's definitely Jamie's. But I'm trying to remember if they had sex again after they had like rape sex on top of Joffrey's dead body. And she was like, "No, no, no." But that was a while ago. I can't remember. I need to. I have not quite finished all of my seasons yet, so I need to see that. I can give an update later. But well, and I mean, even without fact checking that, I mean, if that was one hundred percent, that was the last person she had sex with that we've seen. You really can't put it past Cersei to not have an affair because we saw while Jamie was um, captured. When she found out the news from Jamie being captured, who mm-hmm. was she with? Not Jamie. Yeah. Yeah, it looks like the last time they have sex is definitely the rape scene, according to the Game of Thrones fandom. So, um, yeah, I mean, dude, I think that's the last time, and I'm pretty sure it is, is because didn't she say something about... I mean, for all you know, she could have been getting it on with Euron, like, on the side. I don't think so. Well, I mean, all I'm saying is you can't put anything past Cersei. Yeah, but I would I would definitely lean more towards it being Jamie's. That's just the way that flies. Well, do you have anything else? No, I With think... that little speck of uh, knowledge that we just dropped on everybody? No, I mean... Aside from getting Maury on episode one, I guess we'll have to wait. Who's the daddy? <laughs> you are not the father. Yeah, seriously. Well, that's all I have. Um, I cannot wait for this next season. It is going to be fantastic. We literally just have a week left. It doesn't even feel like this is real because we've been waiting for literally forever. Forever. Um, Make sure you guys are watching with us. I know basically us and the rest of the world are going to be waiting as these come out. But, um, you know, it's really nice to kind of talk to somebody about what's going on with these episodes. Some people might not be as big of Game of Thrones people as you are. I don't personally, when I go to work after these happens every year, everyone's like, I love Game of Thrones. Game of Thrones is awesome. I come. I'm like, oh, my God, we got to talk about this episode. And they're like, I haven't watched it yet. It's like. What the fuck are you doing? <laughs> what are you doing? What Think of are you your doing life. With your life. Like, stop working and watch it now. But um, I get it. People have lives. They're busy. But let our podcast be a way for you to kind of talk it out, hear what we have to say. And hopefully it's a little bit of a, a relief from not being able to talk about spoilers in front of your friends. Um, we are going to be trying to do the podcast as soon as the episodes come out and get them out to you guys probably on a Tuesday. So um, Monday or Tuesday, we'll see how fast we can get them edited. We've kind of updated our setup, and hopefully we sound a little bit better for you guys, but it's also making editing a little bit easier as well. So if we can get it out, we're going to get it out as soon as possible. That way, the next day or the day after that, you can pop on that podcast on your way to work and hear what we have to say about these six remaining episodes for the finale of Game of Thrones. As always, if you guys want to get a hold of us, go ahead and get a hold of us at our email that's in the description at tobeperfectlyhonestpodcast at gmail.com. We also have our website on there, so if you want to check out our other episodes, we just finished with our season one episodes. Um, And as always, I'm Corey. And I'm Anel. And be perfectly honest. We'll see you guys next week. Bye.